Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. (laughs) And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on the world of social media. And we're doing something a little bit different with the show this week with both of us traveling. As you noticed, I've we, you know, we've had all of our friends coming in to help fill in for my spot. But, you know, we didn't want to leave you this week, our loyal audience hanging. So we are actually pre-recording this. We'll be playing it back on Friday and managing the comments. So those of you joining us live at our live time, we are hanging in the comments. So please, uh, you know, drop your comments, drop your questions. We'll still be here to answer them. Uh, but yeah, tell us where else. So we'll be on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, of course. Where else are we going, Jeff? We are also going uh, right now. We're actually going live on one place to Amazon Live because I wanted to do that. Yeah. Because one, if I don't tell myself I'm live, I'll stop and say, I'll edit it later. And then I won't. And it'll look bad. So <laughs> we're, it's it's live right now on Amazon. So hello to everybody over on Amazon Live. Thank you for, for tuning in uh, with us. And the other thing is that it is a podcast and we will be uh, publishing that in our normal Saturday time over on, um, it'll be on your favorite podcast players, which is like Apple, uh, Google, Stitcher, uh, all those places you can find us there. So if you're looking for us, just search social media news live and we should pop up. So this is going to be a fun show because even today there was some breaking news. Absolutely. So we wanted to do a prediction show. We're we're in the fourth quarter now, and this is when people start rolling in their predictions. And so we wanted to take a look at um, you know what what people are looking looking at for twenty twenty when it or twenty twenty two. Sorry, when it comes into uh, when as we're planning our social media. So, but I wanted to start this conversation, Jeff, off with like how how did you get started in social media? Yeah. So for me, I started, I started a company, uh, I'm based in Longview, Texas. I started a, back in the day. It was multimedia. I was doing flash websites and if really? you remember that, you remember those yeah. flash websites, you yeah. can thank me for that. Yeah. I did a lot of those, um, did those start a little company. Then I got hired by a local firm here and became their multimedia manager. And I was still having clients, but I was telling all my clients how important it was to be on social media. Cause that's when Facebook and all those other things started. And this was, I mean, this was way back in the day. And because yeah. I was actually making like CD-ROMs, like I had a robotic machine that I would send to make them for clients and redo them. And I mean, re, uh, you know, press them and all. Anyway, um, it was back in the day. That's kids. People. That's what, the little silver thing you stuck into your car and it played music. We are, um, we, are we are old, Jeff. That, that's like, right. I know. I know we look eternally youthful. I you know. But see, yes, we, we see this portrait I have in my closet. It's yeah, total crap. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so I started. So I did that and I said, hey, I need to start telling my clients about it. And I then went, well, if I'm doing my clients, I better do it, too. So I got on it, um, started doing that, got into uh, Pinterest, of all things, did uh, a big show on Google Plus when it was the Wild West. So 
I've been doing live video since back in the Google Plus days. And then oh it just kind of snowballed from there, you know, got uh, speaking gigs and doing shows and all sorts of things. And so that's kind of led me into it. What about you, Grace? Oh, my gosh. Well, I started uh, my career in advertising. I wanted to do traditional advertising, TV, radio, newspaper, right? Remember when those things used to exist? Yes. Yes. Well, newspapers. Yes. Well, youngest person on the account, they're just like, give her all the digital stuff. Like, that doesn't matter. That's not going to amount to anything. So I started off with like, it was called New Media at the time. New Media. And I was doing uh, digital display ads for a semiconductor company. And <laughs> like, talk about exciting, wow. right? Yeah. So yeah, so from there, I um, moved on to, I worked for Travelocity in their cool. um, marketing space. And I, um, there was like five of us on the team. I was their online marketing manager doing all of their, managing all their display ads. But we also launched this cool little thing. It was called the Travelocity Gnomes MySpace page. Oh, wow. Yes. MySpace. First of all, Gnomes, the Gnomes. Yeah, gnomes. I remember those. Yeah. And then MySpace. Oh, double. Yes. Yeah, so I went from like make the blue bluer on the ads to launching that, and then we um, I was also overseeing the launch of our company blog, and then um, it was like and this was all brand new, and and like I remember they were talking about podcasting and video mm. and all this stuff, and we we're just getting into it, and then from there I've like freelanced with a lot of different companies, and then I started doing live video, well not live video, but I started like doing vlogging because I would like blog. I was a parent and tech blogger, um, so oh, I started. Right. Yeah, yeah. I oh my gosh. That. I found my old YouTube channel where I was like <laughs> blogging and I'm just like, oh, what? Like, Didn't you oh. go to like the Disney blog thing? Didn't you go to the mom blog yeah. thing they had in Disney? That big famous thing? Yeah. yeah. Social media. Uh, it was like the social media mom. I forgot what it was called. Social media moms. I think yeah, it was yeah. called. But yeah. So yeah, I had all those kind of opportunities that then eventually like, you know, just kind of rolled into this opportunity and suddenly now here I am doing this live show with Jeff C. So, oh, yes, uh, yes. It just the, <laughs> the, the, the floodgates have just opened up for you. So I wanted to ask you, so, you know, we talked about a little bit about the past Google Plus, how we got started. So, but what platform do you use the most these days? You know, I'm a little bit omni-channel like remember molly came on oh, to yeah. talk about yeah, the yeah. omni-channel approach so for work i'm definitely on linkedin if anyone wants to talk to me about anything like come talk to me at linkedin i will take you seriously right mm -hmm. like i will see it i will follow up everything personal i'm a facebook person i love facebook i love i know that there's a lot of negativity and all this stuff but i just love seeing people that i know like in their day-to-day -day life and it's cool i'm a little sad when people don't post on there as much i make it makes me miss them but i do like doing going the information definitely youtube like I yes. will, I consume things that way, right? And essentially with their uh, chapter features, everything, it makes it so much easier to find the answer I want really quickly. And then for entertainment, I'm just on TikTok. I could spend hours, <laughs> yes. many yes. non-productive hours. And I know that like brands are on it and brands are getting on it and I should probably be doing something more with it. But I just like going there to like break like take a break. So, so I think, I, and I actually think that is probably a good breakdown when we get into the trends. Um, we'll talk about this, but I think your breakdown, I, I think see things, you know, we talked about omnichannel, but broken down, like using platforms for certain things like yeah. Facebook is to talk to your, your friends that you hadn't seen for a while. And YouTube is where you go find, like, I need to figure out how to put this in the toilet. Cause this part broke. I don't know what it's to where's Roger Wakefield when we need him and go to his <laughs> channel and he'll tell you how to fix it. Uh, and then TikTok exactly for uh, entertainment. I know there's like, my daughter is like getting like financial advice. She told me, dad, I got to buy a car wash. Cause it's, it's a great long-term investment. I'm like, did you hear that on TikTok? And she goes, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's TikTok, but 
for us, I think it's mostly entertainment, but there, there's some of those sub segments in TikTok, like the, the FinTech TikTok and the real estate TikTok for the younger generations. I think it's segmented out a little bit too, but anyway, we'll talk about all about that. I'm kind of like with you. My thing is I'm really trying as much as possible is responding to people who I want to talk to on social media, but I'm trying to create content and not get sucked down into consuming as much content because there's so much out there. Now, my daughter gives me enough TikTok. We have a channel, uh, uh, like a text channel, where she just throws TikTok she wants me to watch that are funny. That's where I get a lot of my entertainment from, (laughs) is from that. So, but I want to let you guys know before we get started, um, this show is brought to you guys by Ecamm. So even though we are recording this and going live to Amazon, uh, Ecamm is what makes it possible. And they just rolled out a brand new update that is amazing. They got so many cool things on there. You've got to go check it out. If if you are an Ecamm user, go download the update. It's amazing. If you're not using Ecamm and you're on a Mac, you need to check it out. It's, if you can dream a live show, you can make it happen any way you want with Ecamm. And so that is Ecamm. They're amazing. They're a sponsor of the show. You can find out more about them at social media news live forward slash uh, for social media news live.com forward slash Ecamm. Uh, it's what we use to create the show. Uh, but that's what they're just talking about with that virtual camera. I'm using the Canon M50 and I'm able to bring that into uh, Ecamm. And before there are some issues with, uh, you know, the the Canon being able to do that, it works perfectly. I can use my cameras for other um, things like Zoom, like they were sh- sharing in that video. You use it for your green screens. It's not just for going live, uh, for great presentations and recording that virtual camera is amazing. So make sure you guys check that out, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. So... And I have to tell you from the guest perspective, because uh, Jeff is bringing me in as a guest, all he does is send me a link and I just click on it and boom, I'm here. Right. Yeah. Like I can mute myself, I can see the comments as they're flooding in. Um, but for, for like for your guests, it is a really streamlined, easy, easy experience. So <laughs> while you got I have the pro setting everything up for me and I just I just show up. Well, it's, on time. it's funny because back in the day, because we talked earlier about how Google Plus and how we've been doing it for a while, because I yeah. that was the Wild West when we could do Google Hangouts and bring people in. And but it was so much hassle to to bring in and get the, um, you know, the comments in and all that sort of stuff. But the cool thing is like and we talked about this a little bit with Molly is now with this omni channel thing where we can go live with Restream everywhere at once but I can pull in all the comments and see those comments and where they're from and what network they're coming from. It's just, if you know, it's just worlds of where we were at Google plus to where we are now. So the technology is amazing. So. Do you remember um, when you used to set up wirecasts for me every oh, week? Oh yes. I and every did. Friday morning I'd have to be like, Jeff, where's the wirecast? I need the link. To uh, we tried about every social media platform. I mean, every video platform there was out there. And so I am so thankful for Ecamm and the, the amazing stuff that they can do. And this new update, I'm sure I'm still diving into it. There's so many cool yeah. things that you can do yeah. new layouts. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to redo the show. I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to redo it. It's going to look That's- similar, but there's so many cool things you can do graphic wise now. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to get my hands on it. So anyway, sorry nerding out about ecamm but anyway social media we're talking about predictions so we talked about the past we're going to talk about the future so let's talk about um you know what's happening in 2022 i mean it seems like that's we you know we've been in kind of a you know a time 
you know, capsule for the last not being outside, you know, not seeing people. So it just seems like 2022, that's, that's not very far off. So, well, I stumbled earlier in the show and I said 2020 and I meant 2022, like there, like 2021 is already lost to me. Right. Like right. here I am trying to deal with this almost November and I just got over that it's almost September. So like, you know, right. It's just, it's just it's nuts. Well, the top story in all these predictions. And so Talkwalker, yeah, it was Talkwalker came out with their report on social media predictions. And um, and this is what we've been diving into just to give us like a year, a, a look, a perspective on the last year. Right. So, of course, the top story is TikTok becoming the top social media platform in 2021. And it's going to continue in on to 22. So leaving rivals in its wake, according to this headline from the drum, very dramatic. So, of course, you know, it took the lead as uh, VidCon's title sponsor. Of course, VidCon was canceled. It was, well, not canceled. It's actually postponed until June. But it unseated YouTube for that top spot, which I think YouTube had had for about 10 years. And then... And then the short-term uh, video platform has broken records quickly. I think I saw the stat where, like, I think one billion people are on it now. So that's like one seventh of the world's population oh is on TikTok now, and is quickly becoming the go-to app for connecting with current and future consumers. And so I think leading up in leading into the new year, they're going to be working more on highly personalized content recommendation systems. It's already you're talking about all the different. Um, different areas of TikTok that you could find, like your daughter's into fintech yeah, yeah. And, and real estate. I, I I got on some pretty sketchy ones. Like, I'm not going to talk about them here because it's a family show. Right. But I was like, oh, get me back over to like whatever else I was watching. Uh, but they are like on point with, with providing content recommendations. Like they'll show you a little bit of something and see if you engage with it. And then they pull back and go back to your regular stuff. But that's the, like, I don't think I've seen anything that has made such good recommendations yeah. Have you, I mean, Jeff? No. I mean, the the algorithm that they have, and they're actually selling that algorithm. We broke that news a couple, I don't know, months ago when they were starting to sell it because it is that good. It really does suck you in. And that's why I have to stay off of it because it is very dangerous and you could lose a day very easily because they are fascinating and then they're also hilarious. And so yeah. there's tons of stuff. And I, and I agree with this prediction that TikTok is going to, it's going to grow and I think everybody's going to be playing catch up, but it'll be just it'll be interesting to see how much it grows and how they're going to start monetizing it even more. Well, and they've been really pushing the e-commerce focus. So I, last year around this time, they were launching holiday shopping specials. So they, mm-hmm. they partnered with things like Walmart to do a shopping extravaganza. They, they've partnered with other big retailers to, sh- to promote these live shopping experiences. And as they're looking to work with more brands, and that is the message when I was at Vid Summit and um, Video Marketing World this past week, that was the big thing. It's like, we're there to talk about video, but TikTok was part of it. And it was all about like getting your brand on there and how to make it relevant and that you don't have to go there and just do dances. You can just be yourself. Most of my favorite content on there is someone just staring at the camera and just talking. And then like, they'll maybe do add some right. animation with their finger, you know, point to something, but that's it. Like, that's it. That's the, like, what, what, what are the kind of things you like engaging with Jeff? So it's mostly funny animal videos, my, cause that's what my daughter <laughs> loves and she sends them to me and they're very funny. And there's some, you know, there's some other stuff, but it's amazing how much it's gotten to the zeitgeist of the, just the culture. I mean, I'm seeing Newsweek talking about these scary uh, videos that went, it was today actually, it went viral on TikTok because this dog's collar popped off and there was a camera on it. And it was like, there's a ghost 
in the house. It was really, it was, and it got like 8 million views. So I, I just think, I just think that it's the place because it can serve up content so quickly and so relevant uh, to what you want and how it learns that um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the monetization has always been the issue for me. Now, Rachel Peterson is just amazing over there. Uh, and she's she's figured out how to do it. I mean, congrats to her. She just hit 10, uh, 100K on her YouTube channel. I saw that that was uh, that she had done because she's yeah. teaching on TikTok and other things. So uh, congrats to her. But she is like the content she puts out isn't, you know, she's she's not old like me, but she's older. She's not the typical TikTok, you know, user base, but she's really succeeded over there and teaching people over there. So yeah. there are ways to do it. I think it's going to become it's going to be more crowded, but it's also the cream like it does on every social media platform. It will rise to the top. So I'm excited to yeah. see that as well. So uh, some more news that um, we're going to talk about is that, um, you know, YouTube announced that a new series of live stream shopping events, and I'm all about shopping, uh, the live stream shopping. And that's why I'm so, you know, bullish on Amazon because I just think it's um, it's really, really cool, Amazon Live. So, but YouTube uh, did a series of live streaming shopping events as they, and they looked into tap into the rise in the shopper behavior leading into the holidays, which is pretty smart. So the YouTube creators are at the forefront of this shift. They're sharing helpful, honest, and entertaining shopping content that cuts through the noise. And earlier this year, we they started testing an integrated shopping experience that allows viewers to tap into the credibility and knowledge of trusted creators to make some uh, informed purchases on YouTube. So they initially experimented with, you know, shoppable on-demand videos, and now they're testing shoppable live streams, which I think is the big deal for people that's coming up because it's already big in China. And so I think that this is going to be something we're going to see more and more of. Uh, there's going to be, I think, celebrities and people who have become known on just shopping and will be able to like, Oh, since they're big on Amazon live, they're going to go over and be big on YouTube or, and create brands out of showing people what to buy. Um, I think they're going to be the kind of the next level of not just YouTube creators, but they're going to be just, they're going to start in the creative space and move over to YouTube. And I'll see a lot of, I also see a lot of YouTubers moving over there to supplement and monetize even more. So I'm excited the way things are going to go happen for uh, live shopping. I just think we're at the tip of the iceberg. I think it's going to figure out a way to m migrate into uh, you, your your television, you know, even more. I mean, you can yeah. stream all this stuff on your TV, but I think it's going to eventually be like I'll be able to go to a specialized shopping channel and see my favorite, you know, shopping hosts uh, over there 24-7. <laughs> I think they're already doing that over at Amazon. And I think yeah. that's what Amazon has already, I think it's already ahead of the game because it allows you to put stuff on a feed, on a right. carousel, and people buy it immediately. And I think that that is an extra level of functionality. Like over at Restream, we get this question a lot, like when are we gonna do live shopping? Well, that's an extra level of functionality that is native to the platform itself, right? And right. so, and not everyone can just like, oh, I wanna sell my camera and my microphone today. I'm just gonna pop up this like, ship like this you know for sale button right. and then like you I, that's not a possibility like that's not something that's available to just everyone right now and i think that as they're experimenting and testing with these celebrities or these celebrity brands or these big retailers the closer we're going to get to making it something where 
Um, now you do have to get approval for Amazon. I'm not right, saying that anyone right. can just get on there, but it is more accessible, right? And they already have the tools and the infrastructure and the functionality and the, you don't have to be a developer to create this like shopping experience. You just mm -hmm. have to be entertaining. Right. So uh, I would like to, I think that that's where we're heading to. So right. definitely if you haven't figured out a live shopping experience, even if it's just doing live demos and product demos and, and, um, uh, unboxings or whatever for your brand. I definitely think that that's something you should probably yeah, get in on. Probably think about. Yeah. So also on, on YouTube, it. I know you had some stuff about shorts that you're going to talk about because once again, you know, was this a TikTok clone or was this something new or is it kind of a blend of bolts? So what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, TikTok will launched a year ago. So YouTube uh, uh, published this article called a year in the making or something, or something right, along right, right. those lines. Yeah. You know, shorts after a year, right? And so they and they were talking about their key focus. And so in many ways, shorts is still far behind TikTok and and Reels, Instagram Reels. Uh, they admit that they just recently released Green Screen, which is something that's already been available on the both apps for a very, very long time. But here's the advantage to YouTube. Like YouTube is the biggest search tool out there right. because of its connection to Google. And so when you're creating YouTube shorts, it's another way to grow your channel, creating the short content that gets people interested in you, that, that, that helps them find you. It's a new, um, it's a new platform, a new product on the platform that not a lot of people are doing. Like if you're looking through shorts, there aren't that many shorts as there are, um, you know, I go on Instagram and there's like a million stories, right? Like mm -hmm. I miss one and it's gone forever because people are constantly uploading. That's not happening on YouTube shorts quite yet. So it's definitely, um, you know, something that people, but people haven't quite figured it out yet. Like, how does it work? You know, and Facebook or so, sorry, YouTube hasn't been very transparent about how does it really feed into growing your channel? And so there's been different strategies, but they did say that in the coming year, they're going to focus on building a better creator experience that empowers anyone to create and find an audience, which is, which is going to be super powerful. They're also looking to help people find shorts or they're working on discoverability, which is not quite, not quite a hundred percent there. Right. So if I was there, um, necessarily looking for like that fintech content you're talking about. It's not necessarily going to feed me more of it, right? It's mm -hmm. just going to, I'm not necessarily going to get all that, like the same way that it is on TikTok. And then they're also looking for more ways to support creators because you're not going to have a platform unless you have creators and you're not going to have really good creators unless you incentivize them or pay them or make it possible for them to devote as much time to creating great content. So those are the three things, creators, discoverability and then empowering everyone to create it so those are um so it's something definitely to watch and it's something that they're going to continue to grow obviously they are um they're putting in the time and investment into growing this because i see the value in that short content yeah and i wanted since we're talking about TikTok and reels and some of that what we would call um you know that vertical video the cool thing is and we talked about the virtual camera earlier that ecam allows you to have but like i can use my good like canon m50 camera that i have right up here and have my teleprompter my parrot teleprompter right underneath it and i can record it in ecam because they let you record in that you know vertical instagram story reels TikTok. Uh, format and so you don't have to go and crop it later on and all that kind of crazy stuff you can do it all like in one take uh, especially with you when you have a parrot teleprompter like i have and you can just go and do that with your phone underneath there and then you're underneath your canon m50 and it's just it's just amazing so um don't forget to check out ecam especially if you're in a mac it's you can find out more about it at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash 
Ecamm. So continuing on this uh, amazing trends thing, that, I mean, not trends, but uh, predictions for Prediction, 2022. Yeah. So um, one of the things is, is uh, and this came out just today with Pinterest, is um, because I'm a big Pinterest fan from back in the day, is that um, it looks like in the, they're in the last rounds of talks of PayPal buying Pinterest. So Pinterest what? talk, yeah, Yes, Pinterest what? stock like blew up um, 30% today. I haven't checked it in a while. And of course, and then PayPal's went down because they didn't have to buy it. Um, but <laughs> this is a big deal. And I was arguing with some texts and what I think is going to happen. And I may be on the minority of this because I know people don't like change. But Pinterest is the, you know, we talked about um, YouTube being the second largest search engine uh, out there behind Google, which it's owned by. But Pinterest is one of the biggest visual search engines. And Google's tried to copy them for a while, never have done it. Other places have tried to copy them for a while. But Pinterest isn't really a social platform. It is a visual marketing search engine. And so getting PayPal to do it, because there's now they have Pinterest. You, have, you, you can click over and shop on Pinterest and all this stuff. I think that this is going to be a big play, and we're going to see Pinterest go deeper down the rabbit hole of e-com. I think, you know, it's already got an, uh, you know, integration with Shopify and big commerce and all these other places where you can buy right from, you know, if you see a sofa and you're like, oh, I really want that. I'm going to save it. And then you can go back and you can actually buy it from Pinterest. Think of the integration with PayPal. They've already got the payment stuff set up. This is a big get for PayPal um, because you can just see that it's going to have a PayPal button right there on all of their, all of their, um, you know, buyable pins or whatever. So what do you think, Grace? Am I am I crazy? But I just think it's going to go oh. even more e-com than what it is right now. I think that's going to be a powerful partnership because one of my biggest frustrations with Pinterest is that you'll find something and then you'll now have to go over to Google to go find search where you can it. buy right. it, right? right? Yeah, you have to search it. And then how do you do that, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I've even gone as far as taking a picture with my phone with visual search and then looking. Yeah, it will, uh, it'll pull it up a pin now. It. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they won't. Now they do have a lot of viable pins on mm -hmm. on Pinterest. So but it's like that one thing. And so I think having that button allows me to just like, oh, I can just buy it right now, mm -hmm. you know, buy it and then go back to whatever I'm doing. Right? right. So I think that that would be a powerful use case. But I can't imagine what else Pinterest and PayPal would be doing together. Right. Like that just. Well, there was even talks, there was a talk for a while that Microsoft was looking at them too. So, the, you know, and mm. it's funny because one of their founders just left. So it's just real, like yesterday. And he, it's just, oh. it's just really yeah. strange. So yeah. that's why I'm wondering, you know, it's almost like, remember when the Instagram owners were still underneath Zuckerberg and they finally just yeah. said, I just got to go, you know, when they started yeah. doing more monetization. So don't know if that has something to do with it or not. It's just very interesting that he left and then this news broke today and it was by Bloomberg. Yeah. So it wasn't just like somebody, you know, at TMZ or something like students. I mean, yeah. it was like, this is a big, big thing. So very, very interesting. Not really sure what's going to happen in if it's going to go through or any of that stuff, but it's, it's real. I'm glad I hold, held on to my Pinterest stock. I'll tell you that. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, Let's talk, you know, flipping the, the script a little bit from Pinterest over to Instagram. So yeah. talk about that because, you know, oh it's it's still going like gangbusters. 
Yeah, I mean, Instagram still has a stronghold. I mean, I know we talk a lot about TikTok is coming in town, taking all the, but Instagram still has a stronghold. People are still on it. Stories are still as powerful as ever. And going into 2022, they are going to be looking at more e-commerce. So there's a, if you are going to pick up on the theme, it's that everyone is interested in making retail easier and streamline using social. So they're introducing new shopping features with, they introduce new shopping features that allow social media users to purchase items without leaving the app, similar to what we were just talking about with uh, with Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And they're also looking at, um, you know, they're also looking at helping brands reevaluate their purchase paths as they, in what they offer and what they're sharing on Instagram. So they definitely want people to take advantage of the social selling opportunities through posts, reels, stories, and they said more. I don't know what more would be, but I think that right. covers all of them. So um, if you are a brand, they are looking at like, how is, what is the best way to get someone into the path, uh, get into the purchase path for you, right? right? Because is your, is your um, account more about like, you know, teaching people how to use your product? I know there's a lot of brands that focus on that with their story content, or is it more of like building brand awareness about it? So as as you're going into 2022, if you are on Instagram, that's something worth looking into. So I want to ask you this. So I'm going to, this is yeah. my prediction for yeah. 2022. I think they're going to have to do a major app redesign because yep. I, it'll probably happen towards the end of 2022 but I just think it's getting too cluttered. Now, that being said, remember Snapchat did this and it was a big, it went bonkers, people were mad and they ended up going back. And so I don't know, uh, but I just think the interface is getting really cluttered and I wanna know what you think, do you think, and let us know, do you think I'm wrong in the comments? Let us know if you think that, uh, that, you know, Instagram needs a UI or a refresh in the app because it's kind of cluttered or is it just me? Is it just me? It may be me. Who knows? But Grace, <laughs> I want to know what you think about IGD, IGTV. Do you think it'll stick around past 2022 or will it go into something else? You know what? I haven't even I haven't even given IGTV a thought. I know that <laughs> they are. Um, well, the way that I find it is like so, for instance, our friend Jasmine Starr. Right. Mm-hmm. So she does a lot of really great content and she will do this where you'll be watching a post or a story and it'll continue on to IGTV. And so right, then you'll get right, to watch right. the rest of whatever, right? And that's literally the only person that drives me over there. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's usually driven over for some, yeah. Yeah, it's driven over, but I'm not going to IGTV natively to go right. look for stuff, right? Um, I think there's Reels functionality. I know that they're putting a lot of uh, time and investment in it and its placement in the, in the feed suggests that they really want people to engage with it. But it's, I find that the algorithm on it is not, um, it, like there isn't as much stuff on there, right? So I will right. see the same reels like three days in a row and it has nothing to even do with right. anything that I'm interested in, right? So, uh, but stories, I think stories is where their It'll power see. is. People love stories, love yeah. stories. I think- great. I love posts. I think the functionality of, of uh, IGTV won't go away because like you said, it drives things there. I think the name and the differentiator will silently just quietly go away. They may roll it into reels or something or stories or something, but I think the name IGTV will eventually die and it'll just kind of like morph into the app. That's just my thought. Let me know if I'm wrong. 
I, I'm sure plenty of you think I'm wrong, but I would love to know what you guys' thoughts are of what's going to be the future for Instagram, IGTV, stories, all that stuff. So uh, it's interesting things coming our way. So the next bit of news, we're going to talk a little bit about everybody's favorite social media platform to talk about. That is Facebook. So there, you know, there's been a lot of talk that Facebook, the platform may be losing touch with younger audiences. I don't know. I'm young. What are they saying? But it also can, it continues to expand into markets offsetting any major usage uh, that any of the declines that they may have, while it's also continues to add new ad tools and business options to build a complete platform and facilitate the next stage of brand connection. So they've got e-commerce focus. They're going to do even more of that. There's, they're doing social audio. I jumped in uh, some, uh, some messenger rooms or audio rooms uh, the other day. They were really pretty cool. And they actually, it, the interface I liked better than Clubhouse. And they're also, we'll talk about this later, AR and VR. So um, there's a, I, I, you know, when I talk to kids, they're like, I deleted, I'm not on Facebook, you know, whatever. But you got to remember the rest of the world, like, I, you know, the internet is Facebook. Like, yeah. like places in yeah. India and some in, uh, you know, in, um, I, oh, I'm trying to remember the country, but anyway, I mean, that's, that's the internet. That's what they use. And so yeah. that continues to grow, even though we kind of have our blinders on here in the Americas, you know, that it's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's going away, but there still have places to grow and people are still mm-hmm. using it. And you got to remember the older demographic, it's got some money. I mean, we do <laughs> compared to, yeah. you know, like, you know, your yeah. kid, you know, your kids see something on TikTok, they got to come to you and ask for money. But, you know, us, we just yeah. buy it right off of Facebook. So I think yeah. the social shopping is going to happen on Facebook as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, the two biggest areas that I get the most value of out of on Facebook are groups. I love my groups, yeah. right? So Restream has a group on their community. I know Ecamm has an awesome mm-hmm. community on there. Please, side note, if you haven't joined the Restream community or Extreme ecab community on facebook you're good please do because it is incredible it's such a supportive environment i love it like um but i was at a conference with a bunch of people and they were posting photos and everyone's like oh i can't believe you're there you know like so it's a super supportive community and i see that a lot the other place that i really uh value on on uh facebook is marketplace yes (laughs) a lot of people use it Yes. Like, you know, anytime that I am buying or selling stuff, um, it is on there. Like, it's a great searchability. They just added a shipping. So if you go on there and I'm like, you know, I'm selling old kids costumes, right? They'll be like, well, you know, you can make more money if you ship it. Right. And of course, you know, they're getting a little bit of coin for the or you can handle it yourself. Right. But like they make it really easy to just like ship it, package it, send it out. Right. So, Mm um, yeah. And I think that those are the two places that I think the most. And I think as you're. Uh, you know, getting set in your life or whatever, those are the two most valuable places to me, right? But then there's the feed. I love that too. So, yeah. And so, I mean, we get a lot of engagement over on Facebook Live. So I think there's still some uh, growth uh, and stuff to happen with video on Facebook too. I know they really want watch to take off more than it has, but I still see value there. And I think continue as more people get used to watching videos on um, Facebook, that'll continue to grow. So, but there's big Mm -hmm. news, Grace, today that is we may have to change our, what we call it. So talk about that. Cause that is crazy. So what do you think? So this is, this is according to our favorite source. It is a source with direct knowledge of the matter, Jeff. That is, that is the source oh, okay. cited for this, this 
some information, okay? So this is like, and there was a no comment from Facebook, but the news is that Facebook is planning to rebrand the company with a new name. Uh, the coming name change is rumored to be coming on October 28th. CEO Mark Zuckerberg plans to talk about the company's annual Connect conference on October 28th. So there is some sort of speculation that th whatever is coming will be announced at the event, if not unveiled sooner. And um, this change is meant to unveil or reveal the tech giant's ambition uh, to be known as more than social media. Like I just talked about marketplace and groups. You know, I know that they have Messenger. There's the AR and VR, uh, AR and the mm -hmm. VR with Oculus, which of course you and I both. So there's all in the social audio and then Messenger. Like I find that I use Messenger as a completely different function. Like sometimes I forget it's even on Facebook because that's just how I can reach certain people. So that's right. where I go, yeah. right? And yeah. so, uh, but as I dug into this deeper, it seems to be more of a alphabet Google situation where there's still gonna be Facebook. There's still gonna be the blue app with the F, right. but I think they're bringing in under an umbrella company so that they probably can function more like alphabet functions with Google. I don't even think about alphabet, but we all know that that's Google, that's YouTube, right. that's, you know, their phone business, their, that's their, um, gosh, their home de home device yeah, yeah, business, yeah. right? So, oh, and that reminds me, like, remember Facebook has Portal and like we just oh, talked about yeah. Oculus and then it also has um, all these other, all these yeah. other things. So, um, so, so I love Oculus. I think it's great. And mm -hmm. I think, I know what, I mean, I know Zuck wants to be ready player Zuck. I know that he, that's what he wants. Is he <laughs> wants it to be that way. But um, is it too soon? Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, and is this going to, you know, there's tons of, you know, if you go back and look at history, when a, a vision visionary gets something, you know, in his mind and won't let it go. And then it destroys the company because it wasn't, it wasn't time yet. Other, but there's other times you think about like Walt Disney, they're doing their 50th anniversary thing. Epcot was a thing that nobody, I mean, the whole Florida project was like, this is bonkers. This is the biggest construction project in the United States. What is he doing? And you know, in Swampland. And so uh, there, there's been other examples of, you know, it really pays out because they're making bank over at Walt Disney World. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he's a mad genius or he's just mad. So um, that's that's going to be interesting. But I mean, I love I, I love the whole yeah. metaverse stuff. It's a little freaky. I mean, I go on my Oculus. I don't get in rooms with people because it really is like they're right there. I mean, I got on with mm -hmm. my friend Eric Fisher and we were talking and it was like the dude was mm -hmm. right there. And it was really freaky talking to him as an avatar. And so anyway, it, it, who knows? During one of our. Um during one of our quarantines from last year, uh, my son, he's in high school and he had set up his Google Classroom through the Oculus. So I just come in to our, you know, our little, you know, family room and right. he, it's like minority report in there. He's just doing this and he's got the <laughs> Oculus. And I'm just like, right. what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, I'm in class. And he was literally, and his school had like the 360 right. cameras. So he could literally move around and like, be in class. It was just like, and to me, that would have been a jarring experience, right? Like mentally right. and emotionally. But for him, it's just like, yeah, I'm so, here now. I'm here, but I'm also there. So. I don't know when was the last time you jacked into the multiverse, Grace. But now you can actually draw a, a, a you know, your tape where your desk is, and you can draw your couch. So I can like stay plugged in, 
get and you know do work with my keyboard in like the new Oculus Horizon. I think it's Horizons is what it is. Yeah, and then get yeah, over yeah. and go sit on my couch and be and go into the Netflix app and watch Netflix in my headset. I mean, it's bonkers. So yeah, I, you know I'm a fan of this stuff, but still, it's a little spooky. But anyway, let us know what you what do you guys think? Do you really want an Oculus? Are you waiting to see so you don't look like a nerd like Jeff C? But um, you know what is what is it the price point? When is it going to be the what's going to make you make the jump to mm-hmm. VR? Or are you like I'm not? That's just stupid, Jeff. You're nuts. So I would love to know what you guys think. Um, so th- so we're coming to like the end, kind of like you know, our predictions, but I want to know what we missed. What did we forget guys? What did we not tell you about or, or predict that you think is coming? That's like, hey, Jeff and Grace, how did you miss this? This is what's going to happen is, you know, electric cars isn't really social media, but that's coming. But, um, <laughs> what else, you know, I wanted my flying cars a long time ago and that hasn't happened yeah. yet. But yeah. do, do you have anything else, Grace, that we didn't talk about or we didn't, that we missed before we move on? No, I think that that's, I think that it's definitely at the e-commerce, definitely. If you haven't heard it yet, e-commerce and live, the connection between live video video and e-commerce, shopping videos. And I mean, retailers are looking for ways, businesses are looking for ways to find customers where they're at and not just where they're physically at, like where they're at, like emotionally, mentally, like how they want to consume content, how they learn about your, Mm -hmm. your new product. And so I think the more ways that we are showing up on social media, the more ways that you're showing up with your company, your brand, you know, your personality or whatever else, the more you're going to be that coveted, like known and trusted. So that is the path. Yeah. So let's look back into what we got right and what we got wrong when we did (laughs) predictions for 2021. So, um, What's your first one, Grace? Yeah, so we found like I went back and looked at uh, around this time of year, like what were some of the predictions that they that that had come out for this year and how they netted out. And so the first one was that brands will continue to take a lesser, more approach to posting. So it says this year, brands spent less time churning out social media posts and more time producing only content that felt thoughtful, valuable, and in touch with the world around them. I will say that. I think social media posting has become a commodity, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't need to spend all this time on a Facebook post necessarily, right? Like it's not going to, unless you're putting something super controversial, it's probably just going to be part of a bigger strategy. And so I think people are taking a less is more approach. And also we saw in 2020 and 2021 that like, these high production values, right? That people were putting into commercials, that were putting into ads, putting into posts, just aren't there. People were looking for real, things got a little grungier, things mm-hmm. got, you know, it was a little bit more spontaneous. And the more that you could um, make it seem like I'm holding my cell phone yeah. and I'm talking to you. And you even see like big advertisers, like you see these like million dollar ads and they're putting like that cell phone camera shake in them, right? Yeah. To make it look like, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then here you are, you have that going on already. So I think when it's less is more, it's not that we're seeing less content. It's seeing that the production value is is not as, you don't have to have this like film right. cinematic quality to reach your customers. So that was one of them is that content value will beat production quality. Oh. And, and the thing was, is, um, you're right. And there was even like, I think it was Shalene Johnson saying like, if you do a, pro- a produced story, it doesn't do well. 
She says that yeah. she would use in like the Instagram tools with the tech, you know, you're typing on screen and she was getting way more engagement and, you know, juice out of that content by being that raw kind of, and, and you see the same mm -hmm. thing. I think that's what, why TikTok hit perfectly at the time. I mean, there's mm -hmm. not really produced stuff. And I think, you know, we talked about YouTube shorts. The same thing is there, there's a, there's this like middle ground between you don't want to be like horrible, like, but you. Right but it has to look raw and real too. And then, like you said, some of the places are, you know, faking it. And, and, and it's interesting how different platforms are, you know, the, still the YouTube videos, like when you're having a talking head, you can't do that. You have to have a professional setup. You want to have the YouTuber background kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. those short clips and what they're wanting to digest in that snackable content is, you know, it's that kind of, you don't need to have a thousand dollar camera. You can just use what the phone in your pocket. So I think it's cool. I think storytelling will always be win no matter what. Um, you can, mm -hmm. you can't just take shaky video for shaky video's sake. You have to create mm -hmm. a good story, tell, you know, move somebody somewhere, give them some sort of, you know, value for watching the content to succeed. So anyway, great yeah. stuff. And oh, yeah. I, I kind of talked about snackable content, but uh, you yeah. had a little thing about that too. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like that 30 second, 60 second video that we're just talking about TikTok, mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, Instagram reels, stories, it's, you know, your YouTube shorts, like, that is taken, um, you know, people keep saying that, like, you know, people's attention spans are shorter. And I have no doubt that that is true. But I also what? think that it doesn't take as much. Yeah. Jeff, come back. Yeah. Jeff, come back. Yeah. Come back, Jeff. Right. <laughs> My whole so, junior high. Yeah. So I think that people are, um, you know, it's not that it like people's attention is necessarily gone because, I mean, you obviously talked about how you could sit up for an entire day and just watch TikTok, right? Could, that yes. does not show, that is not a short attention span. What it is, is like people are getting things faster, right? We're yes. so used to getting information faster. And if you are not getting your story out there within the first three seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, like it's going to be missed. And so we are looking for that snackable content because it doesn't take that long to convince someone to listen to the next five minutes, right? Yeah. You need three seconds for them to invest the next three seconds. You need 10 seconds to invest in the next 10 and so forth. So there's an old saying like for, for speaking or performing, like you're only good as your last gig. And I think that's really true with this short snackable content. Cause you have, you have to be consistently putting out that good short snackable content. And I think you're right. We've seen, that that is what's have been happening, but you also have to be good at it and it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the other thing is, is that uh, conversational marketing will change its tone. And I think we saw this um, because one of the quotes from the article was while past con conversational marketing tactics centered around promotions and making sales as quickly as possible, 2021's conversational marketers might be more focused on helping a user with something, educating them about a product and nurturing them into con uh, conversation with more thoughtful or empathetic tone. Um, I think because of the pandemic, this happened because it had to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why the groups, you know, groups have been Facebook saving grace, like you mentioned before, Grace, um, that be just because of you know, people needed a place to go and you couldn't come in there as a brand and start, hey, buy my stuff. That just doesn't work. You have to build a relationship, do that conversational marketing in those groups. So I think that, yeah. that, that was something that really kind of happened. And I think it happened more because of the pandemic. 
Well, talk to me too, because you, it says here, you know, you, you, you said this quote, like users, you have to come at them with something useful, something to educate them, something to nurture them along. And that brings to mind, again, that Ecamm community yeah. that is so amazing. Tell us about, tell us more about that. Because like, I go in and I'm like, I don't know, uh, you know, I know these people from right. like seeing them at conferences and having them on the show and stuff. But then like, you just see people are on there like, help, I have a problem with this light. Or is this the right camera? Or what do you think of this setup? Or right. I even saw in there a few days ago, it was like, you know, I'm going to use this thumbnail what do you think and people like were going on and on about like giving them like actual advice on how to like and it comes from it comes from the top down they've done a really good job of getting people in there who really understand community so doc rock he we've had him on the show before and great guy really smart about tech he actually started in the community helping people and then they they hired him so i mean it's that kind of thinking where you take the people who are helping people already and then elevating them um and then they continue to that and you know he's paid to do it now and it's amazing and then but everybody in there is really really helpful but they fostered that from the beginning they're really you know when they come out with a beta version before we talked about this new one that just came out they test it in the group and they let people play with it try to break Mm -hmm. it and they're talking back and forth and so katie and and the 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 brothers over there are amazing um you know Mm -hmm. communicating with stuff and and listening to their fans and their users and trying to implement things you know i remember before we could do interviews with ecamm and i was like guys you gotta and i even they even had me come on a call with them and say what do i need and i was able to talk like this is what you need to do for people who want to do interview shows and so that's the kind of things and so we've talked about ecamm and another ecamm user and i always have to talk about him when we talk about community is lou mongello so he has this amazing group that he's he's fostered about disney which you think wouldn't be hard but the whole parks were closed most of the pandemic. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. And his whole thing, you know, he'd go live in the parks, couldn't do that, all this stuff. But the community gathered around him. They shared things. They, hey, look what I found from when I was a kid. It was this great little Disney thing my mom gave me. And the group would go around them. So that's what happens when you have a great community. And it's really important for, because you can, if you try to fake it, they'll sniff it out so fast and mm-hmm. that community will die. So I totally, yeah. I'm so I'm glad you brought up Ecamm because they do have a great community. He has a great community. It's amazing. Oh yeah, and I have another use case when it comes to conversational marketing. So every other week, Restream does a live demo right. and live Q and A. It's every other Wednesday, um, and so members of our marketing team and our uh, support team come together and they answer questions. And we, uh, we, you know, we advertise it. We send emails out, and we just say, "Come ask us anything." And it is a rapid fire every week. Now we do try to center the topic around something, right? So right. we, you, you come, and so today it was on uh, branding your live streams, right? So creating like overlays and really cool stuff and just how, and it's a demo of the product. But I will tell you that that is the best, best way to talk to our customers directly because they're asking us questions. We know exactly what it is that they want from us. We know exactly what it is like when we release a product, what may they may not understand about it or what confuses them. And that definitely goes right into our product roadmap of what we prioritize. What do we need to adjust? What do we need to communicate better? What do we need to change? It is literally a 45 minute live stream talking head. It's on the Restream studio. Mm -hmm. So it's like the two of us on there just talking to customers. And so that is another way I think people are using live video to talk directly to their customers. And I see it almost um, daily 
over on Instagram when people are going live, talking to people and getting right. comments. And it's real time, usable information connection with your and your customers. They feel heard, you know, right. like you, you send a tweet out, you send an email, you get you send a phone call. You're just like, oh, who knows if they're ever going to get back to me. But this is like the minute they ask a question, we answer it. So it's yeah. um, so that's one it's like, use case. It's like a it's like a focus group for the world. You know what I mean? You can just go yeah. out everywhere yeah. and like find out what's what's working and all that kind of thing. So, and the last yeah. thing that we're going to talk about, looking about predictions, they talked about VR and AR. So, virtual, uh, you know, augmented reality is like what you can hold up uh, your phone to, like to a movie poster, and something happens. Or even you could say the the Instagram Reels and Snapchat filters are augmented reality. Also, mm-hmm. virtual reality. I don't think either caught on as much as possible. Yeah. I know that the Oculus sold out like as soon as the pandemic started because people were like, I need to get out, you know, and virtual stuff. And I think it's really cool. It's not as much as they wanted to, um, yeah. AR, the stuff with Apple, I think it's coming. Um, yeah. but, and, and they're, you know, if you notice with their phones, they're building it in already, uh, some cool, yeah. some cool features. I just don't think it's caught on as much as people want. VR is I'm in all the nerdy groups and it's still going strong and uh, the Oculus and stuff that Facebook has done has really helped it. And I think it will continue yeah. to uh, grow as the price point changes and new games come up to, you know, like if there's a must have game on uh, virtual reality, that's going to help, you know, the gamers get into it. And then that'll kind of go that way. But I don't yeah. think it happened as much as people wanted. Well, I think it still has some ways to go, and this could be part of their storytelling or the way that they they showcase their use cases. But I don't think that VR has become part of everyday life the same mm. way Facebook has. So, for instance, you know, my kids' schools have Facebook groups, right? And that's our main way of communicating. So I can't tell you how many times I've been like, I'm going to quit Facebook, except I won't know what's happening at school. Or right. like, you know, my book club was on, on was was like a uh, organizing on on Facebook. And it was just like, oh, you know, I can't, um, you know, I want to quit Facebook, but like, I can't, my book club is on there. Or, right, or, right. or like, we, yeah. you meet someone, right? And they're like, are you on Facebook? And then like, you find them and you friend them. And that's how you stay in touch for like, decades upon decades, right? So mm. I think that, and then the same thing with Twitter, the same thing with Instagram, same thing with LinkedIn, right? So I think once VR becomes more of a functional tool and how we run our day-to-day lives. And I'm not saying that it's not there. It's, I think it's on well on its way. I think it will start seeing more strides with it, but right yeah. now it's cool. You know, it's a novelty. It's really cool. Um, they did sell out. Like it took me forever to get our Oculus. <laughs> yeah, they did. And I, I used them to watch movies cause you can watch it like you're in a, a big giant movie theater, which is amazing, yeah. but they have, some, yeah. they do have some really cool stuff. Like uh, if you're a Star Wars nerd playing, you know, uh, Rogue uh, Squadrons in, you know, VR with your handset and you're inside of, you know, an X-Wing type and a TIE fighter. Oh, my gosh. It's so much. It's, it is. It is. It, it, until you strapped one in, you just have no idea. And I think until they get more people to test them and try them, you can't really test them. Like, you don't want sweaty goggles like when you're in Best Buy yeah. uh, during a pandemic. So it's just but if they can figure out ways to get more people to try it out, they'll sell them right at the spot because it is really amazing. So anyway, speaking of amazing, do not forget our friends over at Ecamm. We've been talking about them all day, their community, all the stuff and their brand spanking new uh, release that they did. If you have a Mac and you want to do any sort of visual presentation, you need to check them out. You can find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. It's amazing. We love them. Uh, thank you guys for all the stuff that you do over there. Grace, where can we find out more about the amazing Grace Duffy? 
find me on LinkedIn. I will respond to you. I will find you. I'm Grace Duffy on LinkedIn. I look like this, you know, so find me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so find me there. I'm also, we also have a very active Restream community over at Facebook. Just look up Restream community. And then um, what I'm doing at Restream is growing our YouTube channel. So come visit our YouTube channel as well. I got to, I got to yeah. pitch that. And subscribe because <laughs> she needs the, she needs all the mojo. So yeah. So I need all the mojo. Don't forget. We are also a YouTube channel. We love mojo as well, but also we're a podcast. You can find us on all your favorite podcast players like Apple, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all those places you can find us. We would love for you guys to leave us a rating and review. Our next show is on Friday, October 29th at 11 a.m. That's right. Getting close to Halloween. But you can find us. What Am I going to dress up? Is that what you're going to ask? Are you going to dress up? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a lumberjack. I don't know. So um, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. Thank you guys so much for watching today. Uh, We'd love for you guys to share it out. Leave us comments. We will respond. Thank you so much for uh, being here with us. And we will see you guys next time. Social Media News Live.